Hello, everybody. It's Melissa. I'm back. And uh, I hope you're doing well wherever you are and whenever you're listening. I'm doing pretty okay. I uh, I have an appointment today at 1.30. I have a therapy appointment, my third appointment with this therapist. And uh, I'm kind of stuck in waiting mode. And so I figured this was a good time to sit down and talk about waiting mode and what that is and how it shows up in my life. Uh, Because I know a lot of people who are neurodivergent experience this. Now, this is one of the things that I didn't have a name for. And I didn't even really realize, I guess, that this isn't a thing that everyone does or experiences, uh, because again, like many things related to my autism and my ADHD, this is how I've always been. And so it never occurs to me, I mean, it does now, but it never occurred to me before that some of the things that I do or the ways that I am aren't typical. And so it's weird to me that not everyone goes into waiting mode when they have an appointment. <laughs> I'm like, oh, weird. Like, what is that like? Uh, so waiting mode, what that's like for me. So first of all, I got to say, I have a obsessive need to be punctual. I cannot stand being late. Even the prospect of being late stresses me out. If I feel like like I'm on my way somewhere and I like hit some traffic and I'm like, oh God, oh no, I might be late. Like, I don't know what it is about being on time, um, but it's very, very important to me and I've always been this way. And my son is the same way, so I don't know if this is like a genetic thing or what, but he also gets very stressed out about being on time places, um, which makes us like good employees, I gotta say, because I was never late to work unless there's something like catastrophic happened. Um, like I'm, I'm a punctual person. So anyway, so of course being a punctual person and being obsessed with being on time plays into this a lot. There's also this thing called time blindness, which I'm sure many of you, if you are neurodivergent, um, are familiar with this term. I think this is really common with ADHD, um, where you have a hard time keeping track of the time of figuring out how long a task will take you of sort of not noticing the amount of time that's passing. And I, have the opposite of time blindness. This is not an ADHD trait that I relate to, the time blindness, because I am hyper aware of the time, always. And I think that's because I am a very um, schedule-oriented person, a very routine and (laughs) plan-centered person, and this can be hard because, um, I always constantly have the plan for the day running on a loop in my head. Like I'm really always analyzing where I'm at in my day, 
what task I'm on, what's coming next, how much time I have. Um, this like hypersensitivity to time does make things difficult and does lend to this um, waiting mode phenomenon <laughs> in a very particular way because when I'm so hyper aware of the time and so um, so like adherent to my schedule and my plan it makes it really difficult for me to do any task or start engaging in any task that I don't know how long it's going to take me so for example I haven't been painting lately very much um at all actually I haven't painted gosh it's been like at least a month until I I mean since I stopped what I was doing and just did art um and that's because art to me when I'm painting it's hard for me to be like I'm gonna paint for 20 minutes like painting could last 20 minutes or it could last a couple of hours like it just depends what you're painting how engulfed in it you get how you know like there's so many factors to that and it's art is kind of a thing where you need to have the ability to lose yourself in what you're doing um and I haven't been able to allow myself to do that lately because I get very I've just been very stringent about my schedule I think partially because I had school the semester's over now and I have a month off now until um spring semester begins so I have I have a month of not being so rigorous with my schedule and I was only taking one class last semester but it was a it was a class that had like a lot of homework and I had to study and all of that so like I think that um when I have that sort of thing going on I I have a hard time giving myself any leeway for activities that aren't going to have a specific set start and end time um so so back to waiting mode um I of course went on a little tangent there but I feel like this is all related I don't feel too bad about that tangent so um so the waiting mode I mean, for me, waiting mode feels just like having a hyperfixation on the time that I need to leave, which is 1230. I have to, well, I don't have to leave at 1230. I have to be done with whatever tasks I'm working on in the morning by 1230 because I need to leave. I need to be pulling out of my garage at 1245 to get to my appointment 15 minutes early, which to me, 15 minutes early is on time. Um... And so like in my head, it's like all morning I'm counting backwards from 1230. Like how long is getting ready going to take me? How long is making my bed going to take me? Am I going to have time to do yoga this morning? I could probably do a 30 minute yoga. Um, I have a couple of other things that I need to do and I'm like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to, to do those things, but, um, I guess waiting mode for me might look a little different than some people because what I've heard people describe it as is like the inability to do anything while you're in waiting mode. You just sit there and like stare at the wall because you know you have this appointment coming up and you don't want to get like distracted or um, or uh, 
too engrossed in a task where you forget what time it is and then you end up being late or whatever. But like I just said, I don't really have the time blindness issue. I have the time hyper awareness issue. So for me, waiting mode just looks like hyper fixating on that time that I have to be wrapped up and ready to go. And it makes it so I just keep playing over and over and over again in my mind all morning the plan for the morning and tweaking it as needed. Like right right now in my mind, I'm like, okay, when I'm done recording this podcast episode, um, I'm going to count back from 1230 and figure out how much time I have and then try and try and plug some tasks in that will fit into that time. I have an array of things that I could do, but I only want to pick like three things because then that leaves me time to play with in case anything comes up or goes wrong. But then I will fixate on those on those things that I'm doing. I will I will fixate on what it is and the amount of time time it's going to take me and while I'm doing the task, I'm going to be thinking about the end time and what's coming next. So it's really exhausting in a way because my mind is just constantly thinking about the plan. What's in the plan? How long is this thing going to take me? And like if I'm doing something, like if I decide to do yoga after I'm done recording this, yoga is supposed to be like relaxing. You're focused on your breath and it's like a moving meditation and all of that. But the whole time I'm doing yoga, I know I'm going to be thinking about the end point of yoga and what's coming next. How much time it will take me to transition to that task. How long that next task will take me. What's happening after that task. When, What's leading me up to 1230. Like, it's a very st- kind of like, now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, this is stressful. Gosh, but I don't... <laughs> this is the way my brain has always worked. So to me, like it doesn't feel stressful. I think it would feel more stressful if I didn't have this thought process because then I would just be like, how do people not do this? How do you make it to any appointment on time without doing this, (laughs) without obsessing about every minute detail of your day? Um, And then of course, afterwards. So here's another thing. Here's another aspect of this that's interesting is that, so I share custody um, of my daughter with my ex-husband. So we used to do like, we split the week, like two days here, three days there, then three days here and two days there, whatever. But now that she's older, since she got a little older, we do one week. So she'll be over there for a whole week and then she'll come to us for a whole week. So I've really noticed that the weeks when my daughter is home, I have to leave my house every day or wherever I'm at, at 3.45. If I'm at my house, I have to leave at 3.45. If I'm in town, I need to leave by like 3.30 to drive to her bus stop to get her off the bus because her bus comes a little bit after four. So on weeks when my daughter is home, I definitely have a much more time focused slash waiting mode type of vibe going on every day, Monday through Friday, because I have that responsibility of being at the bus stop on time and my entire day 
is hyper focused on that 345 leave the house time. So I have to have everything again wrapped up by 330. It's like 330, I need to be done with whatever I'm doing. So <laughs> this is a very it's a strange thing. And like I didn't really realize how how intricate of a thing this was for me until I started talking about it out loud right now. <laughs> um but gosh, no wonder I'm anxious all the time. My goodness. Um, but you know, it works for me. I am always on time and <laughs> I don't tend to forget appointments or, oh, excuse me, I'm yawning. It's morning time right now. Um, or miss appointments or whatever. So, oh gosh. Uh do you do this? Does anyone have a similar waiting mode to me? Um, tell me about your waiting mode situation. Do you hyper focus on time like me? Are you the opposite of time blindness? Uh, my fiance has time blindness. They have ADHD and they definitely have the time blindness. I used to not understand this. My, my partner just recently, like within the past year, got an ADHD diagnosis, which is, it's so funny because me, I always kind of thought they had ADHD, but then me researching all of this stuff about autism and neurodiversity and coming across a lot of information about ADHD, I was like, oh yeah, babe, you should get tested because <laughs> uh, so many of the the ADHD traits were like glaringly obvious, but one of them was time blindness. And I was like, this makes so much sense because I'm so time hyper-focused, hyper-fixated. Um, you know, maybe that's part of autism. Maybe that's my autism just overshadowing my ADHD. That could be a thing. I don't know, but I'm just speculating here. Oops, sorry. I just had to pause recording because my dog was like going crazy all of a sudden in the yard and yeah I had to go check it out but anyway back back to the topic so for example um say my fiance and I had a place that we needed to be at like five o'clock uh it would be two o'clock and there would be a movie showing at like three and my partner would be like, oh, let's go to the movies. There's a movie at three. And for one, who just goes to the movies on a whim? I can't do that. I didn't plan to go see a movie today. <laughs> Something like that needs to be in the plan for me. I'm like, if you want to see that movie, let's plan to go see it on Friday. Like then I can work it into my day. I can't just even if I have nothing else going on, I can't just be like, oh, okay, let's drop everything and go to a movie. So this is a thing that I always would beat myself up for in the past and be like, why can't I be more spontaneous? But now I know I'm autistic. Hence the name of the podcast. Oh, that's just my autism. So anyway, but my partner can be spontaneous like that. And thankfully they understand my inability to be that way bless them because I have been shamed by other partners in the past, um, for being like uptight or not flexible or whatever. Um, so anyway, my partner can be like, Hey, let's go see this movie at three o'clock and we have somewhere to be at five o'clock. And I'm like, uh, okay. First of all, no, but second of all, 
do you, like figuring the logistics, I'm like, okay, this, let's say this movie is an hour and 40 minutes long. That's like the average typical length of a movie, right? So that means the movie starts at three and it's not going to get done until 440. But that's not even factoring in the previews, which take, I mean, at least five, if not 10 minutes, right, of previews. And then the time it takes after the movie to like get out of the theater, probably use the restroom, get to your car and drive to the place you're going where you're supposed to be at five o'clock. Like I look at this situation, I see 5 p.m. and then I have actual like a visual image in my head of what that plan would look like and it would not work we would not reach our five o'clock destination on time there's no way and so when I would explain it to my partner not in that many words but I would just be like no (laughs) like the movie starts at three three o'clock we're not gonna it's an hour and 40 minutes like we're not gonna that's not gonna leave us enough drive time and time to you know and then they would be like oh gosh yeah I guess you're right you know so um their ADHD time blindness sometimes uh, clashes with my maybe autistic time hyper awareness. <laughs> Is that an autism trait? Hyper awareness of time? I don't know, but uh, I just realized when I was describing that particular scenario that I do. Um, visualize time in a very specific way. I did an episode about synesthesia a while back and how I realized that I have that certain type of synesthesia where you see like the months, the days, the weeks in like a circular pattern. You like see it as a visual representation of time. And I just realized as I was talking that I also see time in other ways that way like just now when I was thinking about the movie situation or like when I think of my um, appointment that I have coming up today and I see the day in my mind and I see the blocks of time in my mind and everything's kind of color-coded and laid out and like a it's a very visual representation that's really interesting I can't believe I never noticed that I do that before See, this is another way this podcast helps me realize things about myself because I totally, I didn't even realize that I do that until this very second. Huh. That is interesting. Does anyone else do this? I don't know. Sometimes certain things about my brain, I just, I'm amazed by. Not because it's like, not because I think I'm like cooler than anyone, but like the mind and the way that our minds work especially neurodiverse minds. Um, it's just, it's amazing to me. It's just incredible. So gosh, I guess I do that. I guess I'm a very visual, um, synesthetic thinker when it comes to any sort of time related, um, thing that I, I sort of map it out in my, in my mind visually like that. So, um, 
Anyway, this episode was going to be about waiting mode, but it ended up being more about time and hyperfixation of time and time blindness and all of that, which is fine. I don't really plan these episodes out ahead of time, so who knows where they're going to go ultimately. Um, time is an interesting topic to me right now because I am really interested in physics and venturing into studying, officially studying physics and getting my degree. Um, and a lot of concepts based on time, uh, have left me pondering, like, what even is time? Time is different in different areas, like, depending on where you're at, time is different. A day on another planet is different than a day here. If we're counting a day as, you know, sunrise to sunset, like, like, one rotation of the earth is way different from one rotation of Venus. Like, so time seems very arbitrary when you look at it that way. It's like, we just made this up. Time is made up. What is a year? You know, I mean, I know what a year is, but like, and why we based it on what we did, but like, it's just based on the rotation of our planet around a star. Like, a year could have been two times around the sun. If it was, I would only be 21 years old right now. I would be half my age if one year equaled two times around the sun instead of one. You know, so it's like, in that, if that were a thing, I would be half my age. Because I would have only been through 21 years instead of 42 years. It's just a very kind of mind-blowing thing to think about time in and of itself and what it means and what it is. Um, but I'm glad we have it and I'm glad that we have this structure to our life. How would we get by if there was no time? If my therapist was just like, Sh- just show up, like how would we measure anything if we didn't have time? Uh, so I guess there's times when I'm hyper fixated on time and really picky about time, but like then there's times when I think about it in that abstract way that I just described it. And I'm like, time doesn't even really matter when you think about it. We invented time. Like, arbitrarily, we just picked it. We just picked what everything was going to mean. You know, somewhat arbitrarily. So, anyway, I don't want to go down that philosophical physics rabbit hole. This is, that's one thing I love about physics though, is it's just like, it makes you really, really, really think about things like that and ponder a lot, which is one of my favorite things to do. So anyway, time blindness, time hyperfixation, waiting mode. It's exhausting to live in this brain sometimes, but I don't know how I would function otherwise. So here I am. And... I just have to look at it as a positive that I am this way. Um, You know, sometimes I do think that the way that I think does cause a lot of, um, a lot of anxiety, but it is what it is. At least I'm on time everywhere, (laughs) right? Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up because uh, it's getting close to the time when I had planned to do yoga and um, then start getting ready for my 
appointment leave time. So I will catch you guys next time. If you want to reach out, uh, as usual, the contact info is in the show notes. And if you are listening on a platform that allows you to leave a rating or a review, please do so because it does help the podcast grow. And uh, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.